Hi, this is Deborah Ann Wool. Thank you for listening to the Children of Erte podcast, presented by Demiplane. You can join us live on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. Pacific at twitch.tv backslash RPG, or catch up with the VOD of each episode on the Demiplane YouTube channel. Bags are packed, are you ready to go? This time tomorrow we'll be on the road Riding with you in the sunnier days I wouldn't want it any other way Everyone. Welcome back to Children of Erte. We're so excited to be here and to have you here with us this evening. And I'm going to shift it over to Adam to tell us about our amazing sponsors. Thank you, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. This is an awesome game with many characters uh, who have been played by uh, people in this cast. So uh, check out Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms and uh, you can get an Electrum chest code that is on the overlay and bouncing around in chat. Thanks for that support. We have Die Hard Dice, and you can use the code AIRTE to get 10% off your order. We're also going to be giving away a, I think, $20 discount code. Uh, so pay attention to the prompts in chat for that as well. And they have supplied our cast with, uh, here we are, Hopes. Oh, no. Hectic haptics. Oops. Hectic haptics. Um, yeah, that's uh, some vocabulary there at Tall Halfling. So thanks, uh, <laughs> thanks for that. Wish I'd and, been writing these down. Yeah, well, I hope this stream is stored somewhere online, right? Yeah. Who, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, speaking of that, you can catch up on episodes on our YouTube channel at Demi Plain. Um, uh, perfect segue prompt there. <laughs> You're welcome. That was unplanned. Genuinely. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> it. Um, uh, but, uh, we are also working on, uh, some, uh, kind of recap content just in general. Cause we're, I, I don't know, 40 something episodes into this and it is uh, a lot of content to chew through, but, um, you know, it's, uh, it's definitely got a, uh, you know, storyline, like a thread to follow. And so uh, we're going to be working with our favorite on the Airte host, Sam DeLev, Yay. to uh, Sam's going to tell some stories. Um, and so uh, so we'll, we'll hopefully have that have that together before too much longer. But Please um, tell me we're going to set them up in a nice plush chair. Yeah. A little bit like of, the, like of, the old of choice. John Hurt storyteller. Yeah. Yes, 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 the, yes. With a fake book open on their lap. The best seat. Yeah. The best seat. With the Snow Queen open for, on their lap. For one Sam to yes. Well, I mean, you know, not uh, the Snow Queen. It will be an actual <laughs> Children of Erte book. But Ooh. but yeah, I mean, pretty much everything you just said is what we're doing. So oh um, I don't know why you would have doubted. That's what I would do. Um, it's with like Adam that. understands the aesthetic. And, 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 Adam, and, this is why we're friends. And jo Josh uh, has, uh, you know, uh, been very instrumental in coming up with that uh, concept as well. So uh, th thanks for that, Josh. Thank you, Josh. Uh, nicely done. But uh, yeah, it might take us a little while to get there, but uh, 
but we're going to try to give you a jumping on point because, uh, you know, we, we know that uh, there, there has been a lot that has happened and um, trust me, uh, Silas knows this too. The silly recap songs do not do the trick. Um, and so, uh, so we're going to do something a little bit more substantial than that. All right. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? I think it's just, oh yes. Sirenscape. Let me not forget Sirenscape because epic games need epic sound we're also working with sirenscape uh, we had several announcements go out today at demiplane i'm adam i'm the cdo at demiplane but we have our pathfinder character tools open beta so this is the first time the public is going to be uh able to use the character tools and that is launching next tuesday the 23rd so really excited about that and we also have a new uh, Pathfinder show from an incredible cast that is going to be premiering next Wednesday, the 24th, at the same time that this airs. Uh, so come check them out. There are six episodes in the can for that. And uh, it's a, a, a really great one. And Sirenscape, uh, Benjamin Looms at Sirenscape, uh, DJed essentially and, and made uh, you know all the, the sounds and the music that are going on in that show. So uh, thank you Sirenscape for all the support and uh, definitely check out The Claw Firm is the name of that show and uh, the Game Master is yeah is uh mark mir so uh so it's it's gonna, it's gonna be really something so check that out i am adam again i am playing tonight i am playing silas sorrell i almost said jordan uh he, he's gone by that for so long uh silas sorrell your dimensionally displaced magical super fan yes. Hey everybody, I'm Alicia Marie, and I am transmitting to you live from another realm. <laughs> you can find me on socials at Alicia Marie Potty, and I'm a custom artist and RPG performer. And every, well, one more Monday left, Idol Champions of the Forgotten Realms. I am playing my familiar Misty the Willowith. Last episode is next Monday, 4 p.m. on the uh, CNE Games Twitch channel. It's 4 p.m. What am I talking about? 5 p.m. We, you know, we go on for 5 p.m. Because I forget the time we log on to the time we play. Just check, bitches. Just check. <laughs> uh, tonight, I am playing my fave girl, Fruza Armstrong, who is checks notes, the only person left on the other side of the nest. <gasps> other side of the bird. The other side of the bird, that's right. Other side of the bird. <laughs> You're the only person stuck on the other side of the bird, yes. <laughs> yes. yes. Attorney at law. Attorney, <laughs> <laughs> Attorney at bird. <laughs> Hello, uh, I am Jen Kretschmer. You can find me on socials as at DreamWisp or streaming on Twitch as DreamWispJen. Um, I do all sorts of things, including uh, writing on Dreams and Machines, which is a new game coming out from Modifius. There's going to be some content coming out around that. I'm also going to be guesting uh, on something else this week that I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about yet. So keep an eye on socials about that um, for later this week. Um, and then also we just announced that in June I'm playing Hamlet. <laughs> so that's a thing that's happening. Uh, so just a couple of words to work on, uh, but it's very exciting. It's it's an actual dream come true for me, and uh, it's a phenomenal cast, and um, it'll be on the That's How We Roll channel, and I can't wait to share it. So, but tonight, 
<laughs> not Hamlet tonight. Not Hamlet tonight. Hamlet we'll keep tonight. the existentialism <laughs> at bay as much as possible. Uh, but tonight I will be playing your friendly neighborhood troublemaker Maeve Morgan Flynn. Hi everyone, I'm Lauren Urban. I'm the content uh, manager. Yeah, I, I got a promotion at some point. I got a, I'm a content manager. I do content things. I play the oboe and the English horn. If you happen to be in the Pacific Northwest area, I try to do that as often as possible. I don't get to do it as often as I want, but I get to, you know, play some classical music and it's awesome. Tonight, I'm not playing classical music. I'm playing Carolyn Nebula Stern, who, well, she's no longer in the bird's talons, so things are looking up. <laughs> Only up from here. Exactly. You <laughs> only get better and easier from here. Quite literally, you are looking up at a bird. At a it's towering eight. bird. Everything is looking up right now. It's great. Okay. Hello, everyone. I'm Hope Lavelle. You can follow me on Twitter at the Hope Lavelle. You can watch me be a dungeon master on Misfits of Alcetta on Yay. Wednesdays on the That's How We Roll channel. Um, but tonight, I am playing Miss Robin Beckett, your friendly granny for hire. And... Uh, She's got some thinking to do. I think they we're kind of in a pickle here, so <laughs> gotta do something. Like, a, like literally, like when you were in middle school and people would play pickle, except now <laughs> just being tossed around. It's bad. Um, and I'm Deborah Amol. I am your storyteller for this evening. Um, I, I just my super talented, incredible cast here. You all are so amazing. You've got such cool things. Everybody, please follow them. Tune into their stuff. They're incredible, each and every one of them. Um, I have I have no fancy upcoming things to talk about. Uh, I, I, I will be in Ontario, California at the Comic-Con Revolution. Will you be there, Alicia? Can we hang no. out? No. Uh, <laughs> you look so excited. I'm so excited for you. Uh, but yeah, you can come and 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 meet me, and we'll do a panel. My friends Tommy and Peter will be there, who were also on Daredevil. So um, I don't know. That's a thing I'm doing. If you if you feel like joining, um, but tonight <laughs> I am not in Ontario, California. I am in a deserted glacier uh, somewhere in the Great White North. Um, so yes, where we were last time, we left off in the middle of a combat, which is exciting here. Um, I'm going to go through where I believe each of you are. Please correct me if I have misremembered. Um, Robin, I believe you're kind of between the bird and the nest, kind of hanging out in that space where you can see both at the same time, the kind of the turn that goes into the crags of the mountain. Uh, the bird is <laughs> about 20 feet away from you, further down the path uh, from the direction that you came. For Ruza, you are on the other side of that bird. Um, Silas, you dashed through the bird and around the corner and jumped up into the nest and then retreated down a ladder that you found in the middle of this nest, just out of reach of these. I advanced. Birds. <laughs> yes. down you advanced the down the ladder from the very large baby birds. Um, <laughs> Maeve, um, I believe you are near Robin in that kind of crux area turning point there. Um, the babies are still in the nest. Pivum um, is a giant bird of himself, not obviously quite as big as this bird, a regular but big bird. Uh, I believe up on top pecking at the head of this 
uh, giant bird creature. And Neb, you are still at its feet. You are no longer grasped within its talons, um, but you are there within the the uh, circumference of its center. Um, and you just landed an amazing hit upon it, which is why we finished on that triumphant moment. Um, it is, however, still um, fine. So Robin, <laughs> <laughs> back up to you. Silas has disappeared. You saw him jump into the nest and you saw nothing of him. Feruza is stranded on the other side. Neb is stuck underneath this bird and you and Maeve and Pivum, Pivum's above, flying above, have to figure out what you're gonna do. How far am I from the nest? From the nest, uh, I'd say about 20 to 30 feet to run into, run into the nest. It's 20 feet away, but it'll take another 10 to kind of climb up into it if you want to get into the nest. And you are the only one, I believe, that saw the ladder outside mm -hmm. of Silas running in. All right, uh, Robin's going to uh, run up and climb up into the... Okay, Robin's going to climb. <sighs> I have this idea, but I don't know if I can do it in a turn. Okay, um, and you said the baby birds are now looking into the hole so they're like they're like in the they're center. watching silas yes they're looking down into <laughs> the ladder hole silas looks up and just sees <laughs> fluffy scruffy giant baby birds i have my expeditious retreat on you me don't do I? have it growing you do okay so <laughs> <laughs> i like how that sounds all right. Uh, so then, if okay, let's see if I can do this. All right, I'm gonna take my movement to get uh -huh. into the nest. Is that possible? Mm -hmm. Yep, okay. you can. I would then like to interact with an object. Okay. <laughs> being the baby bird. Okay. I would like to pick it up, and I would like to use my expeditious retreat to yes. get back out of the nest with the bird. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then I would like to taunt the bird. Hey, <laughs> hey, is this yours? <laughs> and then I'm going to. Uh... I'm going to jump. There's like a ledge here, isn't there? Oh yeah. I'm jumping off the ledge. Jumping off the ledge into the into the glacier. Uh yes. Will that put me out of sight of the bird? Uh, 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 yes-ish. Uh, the meaning, I mean, yes, you can jump into the glacier and the snow, which will be slightly down. There's a bit of a drop to get into that snow from where you are now. It'll certainly take you out of the bird's, like, view, circumference of awareness. You know, you will be a much less of a target out there. Um, is that what you were intending to ask about? or, or Yeah, I wanted yeah. to get out of the view of the bird, if possible. So you, the, your options for sort of disappearing would be to go around the corner to the side of the nest. You could hide behind the rocks there, but you know, this is the bird's area, so it may know that. Um, or you can jump off into the snow, but it is a, it is a bowl of a glacier, so it's, it's gonna be tricky footing in there. But okay. you do have snowshoes on. Okay, uh, and uh, so Robin's going to, taking the baby bird, going to jump. Well, it's going to be a little bit, the baby bird does not want to be taken. So we're okay, going to see how it. that goes. So right. um, those of you watching, Maeve, Feruza, and uh, Neb, <laughs> uh, Robin whoop, 
disappears, <laughs> just zips around the corner. Um, you climb up and jump into that nest above. As you get up into the, the, the sort of bramble of this nest, you can see all three of them looking down into the hole. One sort of turns and looks up, ah, it says, um, as it sees you. To grab it, you can make an animal handling check. You can make a dexterity check. Um, however you would like to do it, nature it's gonna it's <laughs> gonna fight you a little bit all right uh animal handling's all right animal handling I go can... with animal handling all right come on, come on come on come on come on if you're gonna try to sort of gently coax it towards you oh it's a 19. that's a 19 is very nice yes okay come on ooh, ooh, ooh. Ooh, ooh. interesting okay as you sort of what do you do what is what is your coaxing animal handling action that you take at this um, Robin's going to, uh, <laughs> what can she pull out of her job here? <laughs> <laughs> job can she lean into here? Um, all right. I was once a motivational speaker. Let me tell you. <laughs> Baby bird, it is time to spread your wings and fly. Let me help you. <laughs> so something about the tone in your voice and the like confidence and energy with which you present it, it cocks its head to the side and sort of foot foot steps forward a little bit closer to you. Um, as you reach down and scoop it up, it sort of, again, kind of moves its head. It's very curious about what you are. Okay. You run back? I do. I ran out of the nest with it. All right. You grab it around, holding it as tight as you can. As it goes, Bakak! and you jump out of the nest, <laughs> zoom around the ledge, back to being in full view of this bird. At which point you want to taunt it? This was your... <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. I'm trying not to take too much time here, but yes. Um, no, keep uh, going. This is amazing. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I think what what I what my plan is. I want to say to the big bird, like, uh -huh. "Hey, look, I've got your baby," uh -huh. and then I want to get out of view. Whether you think it's better for me to go around the nest on the other side, or whatnot. Um. Okay. So you've used, I'm just trying to think what, how much, how much you can get done in the one thing. Yes. Um, I think, I think if you want to taunt, I don't think you can hide on this same turn. Fair. I will would allow that, a taunting. Would the taunt be my action? I, I think the interact with the bird was your action. <laughs> okay, fair. So fair. I think, I think I'm allowing the taunt to be sort of, a free action okay. in which I might apply a role to see how well you do this free action. Uh, so I'm, I'm essentially giving you a second, a second action with that. Oh, so I can have another action. You're so sweet. I'm so sweet. Wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so excited about this, this bird and what it might, okay. <laughs> how it might respond to this. Okay. So let me just get this straight. I was able to get in the nest, taunt the bird, grab the bird. Oh no, grab the bird, then grab come, the bird, come back and, and, taunt. and I'm allowing you to taunt as a sort of free, you know, talking action. And it doesn't even have to be much. It's more like, just, just like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just get its attention, right? Yes, okay, attention. so you're not, you're not trying to intimidate. You're no. not trying to persuade. You're just like, I got your baby. <laughs> I got your baby. <laughs> uh, yes. Great. 
done? You can't hide yet? Maybe okay. next time. Uh, but, <laughs> yes. was, okay, was that all of the things I could do? You were saying? <laughs> I, think so, yes. I think that's all the things okay. you can do. Fair. I mean, right. again, I, I can't allow hiding, but if you have if you have movement left on your expeditious retreat, I will allow you to go, ah, bah, 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 and then, like, jump off the cliff. I, I used my expeditious retreat, but I okay. I don't know if I've used my action. So. I think you've used your action. Got it. That's okay. fair. Okay. Totally fair. All right. Okay, cool. I think you're done. <laughs> okay, fair. I think you all see Robin disappear, <laughs> come back, hold a baby bird above her head, and go, blah, 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 blah. Yes. Fantastic. It's the giant bird's turn. Oh, beautiful. Oh, no. Um, there's a, I'm trying, so there's a bird pecking away at its head. There's a lady with an axe over there. There's a scrumptious meal beneath its feet. But this one over Aww. here hit it as well. So, but I think it hears blah, 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 blah. And the bird is also, the baby bird goes, as it's held up <laughs> in the air. And it is going to swivel its head and look over towards you, Robin. Um, okay. With that, it's going to pivot as it sees its baby bird and locks eyes with you. It'll take a step or two forward to get you within range, which is going to give Feruza an op attack. Mm -hmm. Um, you want to go ahead and take it, Feruza? Yes, that do. Ooh. Maybe what I'll do is, um, with, with this, do I still have the... Lesser of lightning attached to her ankle. No, I no? think we lost that. Yeah, I think if I remember correctly. Yeah, I thought we did. Keep yeah. It. So, Faruza has unlocked a new skill. <gasps> He's loving it. She's going to like this, like sort of her hand again, and uh -huh. then this lightning is just going to peel off it. Like, like if you can, like, in your mind, try to imagine this, like, rope of lightning, and it's just going to lash yeah. out, flip her wrist, and it's going to go after his the uh, bird's ankle again to keep it from proceeding for it because she noticed what Robin did and she's like, what? She grabbed the bird and took off? Okay. Like, she saw the bird react and she's going to try to grab it later. Okay, so, go ahead. Yeah. Make your attack, attack roll for it. Okay. <laughs> I'm using... <laughs> okay, let's see. Oh, no. You have a strength... Oh, I make a strength... Throw. Oh, so you hit no matter what and I do a strength saving throw? That's right. Hold All on. right. Well, I'm pretty strong. <laughs> Sorry, that was my problem. Seventeen. Yeah, she couldn't. Couldn't. She okay. Couldn't, get it. Mm -hmm. couldn't stop it. I um, have a ridiculous question. <laughs> yes. Does Neb get an opportunity attack? No, because <laughs> I'm not moving far enough to get out of range. Because my I have a circumference of twenty feet. That's fair. <gasps> so you're still within combat adjacency. Okay. <laughs> I just thought I'd ask. Fantastic. Um, it left Feruza's combat adjacency, so Feruza gets it. So it steps forward. It is now in combat adjacency with Maeve and Robin, and still Neb. Um, as it sort of shakes that lasso off, um, its whole attention focused on that bird and Robin. Um, as it steps forward, it's going to make its two attacks. First, it's going to peck out with its beak at you, Robin. That is a natural 20. Okay. Mm. Of course it is. Um, um, that okay. natural 20. Yes. Reroll. Uh, no. No. Uh, 
Sorry, I shouldn't anticipate. Um, <laughs> give me one second. Let's give me one second. This is new. Uh, <laughs> Good. Use your new stuff. Yes. Um, oh, okay. Okay. No, I cannot do that at this moment. Uh, yeah, silvery barbs. Silvery barbs. Try okay. that again. All right. You got it. Here we go. <laughs> oh, you so like exciting. move your silvery barbs as you just move the baby <laughs> into a position and so the bird has to stop. Um, a 25 to hit you. Dang it. Oh, this is not a natural 20, right? This is not a natural 20, okay, but it hits it. with a 25. All right. Well, but you don't get double damage. That's pretty good. Oh, except that damage is nice. That is... Don't say nineteen Okay. All right, I'll take it. Fantastic. Uh, that's with its beak as it jumps, knocks down, trying to sort of basically kill you so it can get its baby back. Then with its talons, it reaches up with one leg to slash across the side of your body, your arms and your body, trying to get you to drop the baby. Ooh, that might not hit. A 13 to hit? Misses. Misses, all right. Misses with its talons. <sighs> Oh. Um, as the blood begins to flow down, you can feel the warmth of the heat as it soaks into your clothes from that first beak hit. That is its turn for Ruza. Oh, it's my turn. Oh, right, great. Okay, so um, at this, she's going to like, try, try it again to get a hold of it. Um, so again. Again? Okay. Yeah. Strength, Strength saving, saving throw? throw. <laughs> I'm very strong. Uh, that is a twenty-five. What? You rolled with the bird rolled a twenty-five. The bird rolled a twenty-five strength saving throw. Okay, it's a big bird. Yeah. Again, it's a really big bird. Okay. <laughs> Strong bird. Anything else? No, I can't do anything else. Anything else? Okay. Um, and that's at range, so you didn't have to move in. That's oh. right. Bonus action. She's so angry that she missed again. She's like, ah! yes. Lighting her as she's raging. Oh. Okay. Um, okay. And any of you that are like, you know, semi-perceptive. I mean, I know you're all really focused on the the big bad bird, but like, if you were kind of feeling, you'd feel a little charge in the air as some of the clear blue sky. You can see maybe thunder clouds, rain clouds begin to kind of peek in along the horizon, as if drawn to Feruza's energy. Is that all, Faruza? Yeah, that's all I can do. All right, Silas, you are about 20 feet down a hole <laughs> with now two baby birds looking at you. You very briefly heard Robin <laughs> tell, a, tell a baby bird it's time for them to spread their wings. Um, do, uh, am, am I, uh, do I see how much is left on the ladder? Uh, going down, so it, yeah. it descends into darkness. It's hard to see, so it's it's beyond your your range of vision, whether that's thirty or sixty feet. The ladder is longer than is longer than thirty feet, if that's what you can see. Okay. Um, who on the outside? Um, because I I just don't remember from last week who, who was closest uh, to Silas. So before he went down the ladder, Maeve and Robin are okay. at that again, that junction point between the pathway and kind of Got going it. into the mountain and nest. Okay. Um, Silas is going to, um, because since I am familiar with them, I can yes. uh, do this without having to see them. I'm going to message uh, Maeve mm -hmm. and say, mm -hmm. um, 
we need to get out of the open. There's a place that we can at least, you know, stay away from the birds in here. And then I am going to, with my movement, continue to go down the ladder to see okay. what I can find. Fantastic. Um, as you start climbing down, you can see, luckily, it doesn't appear like the baby birds either can fit or want to follow you down. Um, you continue to hear their, their little squawking above, and you can see their heads in the silhouetted against the sky, uh, but they don't appear to be pursuing. Um, as you go down, you can see this ladder is made of sort of wood and leather strapping. Um, it's attached at the wall to the wall that you know the rock wall at various places with again just like similar to the mine very rudimentary old-fashioned techniques it feels a little wobbly um, and as you are going down one foot breaks one of these rungs uh, and you begin to feel just the little jolt please make a strength saving throw to stop your slide uh, strength. Uh, so 14. 14. You're able to just grab as tightly as you can on the sides and sort of stop yourself from, from sliding down. But that little leap into your throat, even though you know now that you have the ability to stop a fall, there's that gut reaction of just that feeling of, of falling that has leaped up and uh, that little tremor. But you settle yourself down and you start to sort of feel where you think the rungs might be might be weak versus strong as you continue to descend. Anything else? And I descend my entire movement and I still don't see anything else. So another 30 feet, so you're about 50 feet down. Now, about 20 feet further below you, you can see it ends, but there's a little ledge and a very faint glow of light. Do, anything I can tell about the light? I mean, does it look like, you know, office light? Does it look like candlelight? <laughs> Is it flickering? No, so not flickering candlelight, not fluorescent office light. Um, but it, it's it's a steady grayish blue, very dim light. And the okay. source of it seems to be, you know, if you're climbing down the ladder with facing the cliffside, the source of it seems to be from from behind you, you know, from the back side. I'm not following what you mean by that. Meaning what? that you're facing the cliff, the light source is is from opposite the cliff rather Got than okay. further okay. inside. Yeah. All right. I'll just keep going down. Okay. Um, you reach the end of this ladder. Um, there's about a five foot drop to land on this ledge. Um, from here, you can see that that dim glow, you are beneath the glacier. So you can see the ice sheet of that glacier has left a bit of a pocket here where this ledge is and just the faintest glow of sunlight through, you know, the 20 feet of ice that is frozen here above your head. It's just this faint little glow of sunlight coming through, filtering through. D does this, I mean, does this look worked though? Like this ladder was leading somewhere. Like it, um, There's a ledge beneath you if you want to drop down to it. Yeah, I'm definitely, so, I am trying to find out okay. what this place is. You got it. You drop down onto this ledge. It's about five feet by 10 feet. Um, it's definitely been chipped 
out of the side of this cliff, there is an opening that leads into the rock here. Um, and from there, you can see more glowing light, a very similar quality to this, but in quite a few different colors. And it's a good maybe 20 feet back in. It seems to be kind of peering around the corner. Does it look like it's moving? It does not, no. Okay. Um, all right. Um, is it difficult to walk in here? Or, uh, is there a floor? There's a floor. What, like a worked manufactured floor or a cave floor? Where, a cave floor, but but it's been opened up. You can okay. certainly see tool markings again, like like the mine. Um, it's rough, but you can see that this has been opened up for you. Okay, got it. Mm -hmm. All right. I think that's about yeah. as far as you can go. If there's anything else? Yeah. All it. right. Maeve, we are back up with you. Uh, Robin right. is standing next to you, holding a terrified baby bird above her head as a giant... It's giant mother pecks away at her. Um, I am going to pull out my letter opener. Um, and with it, I am going to sort of harness a bit of the the static that we're feeling mm -hmm. into the air. Uh, it's that sort of thing where you touch something and it sort of discharges into it. Yes. Um, and what I would like to do, Robin is right there, correct? Yes. Uh, excellent. I'm going to say, I warned you to stay put. Um, and so I am going to attack. So there, there are still three maves. Yes, um, that's right. Um, and I have my eye on this creature as Maeve. well. Um, okay, so this is that. So it's a 23 to hit. That'll hit. Oh. So it's it's not paying any attention to you. So you have like a broad open target here. So that's 15 points of damage. Okay. Um, and if it, because it's distracted, I, I sort of, there's, uh, I get it right between the ribs. Just sort of right against the spine, right between the ribs. Yeah. See that little opening as yeah. it's moving and turning. It's its um, feathers shift. Yeah. And also it needs to stay put or risk some owies. Um, and then... Uh, I suppose... I can't get out of there, can I? Uh, you might I provoke an op. Yeah, I can't disengage it. Uh, though I have my... You have your mirrors? Your I mirrors. have my mirrors. Sure, <laughs> let's go ahead and... Uh, I'm going to call it... Uh, Silas says there's a place that we might be safe up ahead. And then I'm going to try and get out of the way. Okay. Um, as you move around past robin and kind of go around the corner and you see the nest and there's no silas anywhere except up there you can make it up into the nest um with your movement if you want it okay all right you get up there you see two little baby birds they're two big baby birds they're looking down again they turn to look at you um as you enter the nest well um, hello there <laughs> the big bird does not try to attack you as you move okay through. great you <laughs> it gets distracted at the 
<laughs> All right. Anything else, Maeve? Uh, that is it for me. That is it. Great. It's the baby's turn. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we're going to start with little babies in with Maeve. Um, they're going to hop forward towards you like little, the little dinosaurs that they are. Ah, ah, ah. I got yourself. They're your feet. And they're going to peck down at your feet. <laughs> um, one has a 10 to hit. The other is an 18. Uh, the second one will hit. Great. You get two piercing damage <laughs> as they peck at your, <laughs> at your little vulnerable toes. Um, just trying to, you know, whatever meat they can maybe get off of there. Um, uh, <laughs> the bird that, uh, that missed, however, is going to use its movement to sort of try to hop up onto your, you know, your shoulder or something. Kind of jump on top of you and, uh, and push you down. Uh, it is going to be unsuccessful at that, though, I'm pretty sure, without ever having to ask you to do anything, because that was a very low roll. You're so a very it, strange small creature, Yara. It flaps up to try and kind of, you know, ah, kind of put its talons out like its mom would do and push you down, but it just can't really, it doesn't fly well yet, so it just sort of falls back to the ground uh, looking up at you. Little baby in, uh, in uh, Robin's hand is going to try to escape. Oh, probably not going to do it. A 10 to escape your grapple. I doubt it. Would it was that a pose strength? I mean, it could be. Yeah, you can go ahead and roll a, a strength check if you want it. Yeah, that's, uh -oh. a, that's an unnatural one. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, actually, <laughs> it wriggles and flaps and just generally goes crazy like a chicken you were trying to hold on to. And it just sort of falls down at your feet um, as you lose your grip on this baby bird. But that is its action. Um, Pivum's turn. Giant vulture crazy bird Pivum here. Oh, before I cause everyone's eardrums to blow out there. Okay, all right, here we go. <laughs> Pivum's gonna run over and make two attacks on the head of this creature. Ooh, that's gonna miss, but that's gonna hit. So the talons hit. It's gonna do 11 points of damage on the head of this creature. So now you can see with all the pecking and the, the energy from Maeve that got into the ribs there and, and, and Feruza's, you know, lasso from before and all the various, they're starting to, you know, the feathers are really ruffled and you're starting to see feathers and blood and things sort of left on the ground on the snow around everyone. Um, uh, but he's, you know, she's still going, but uh, she's starting to look a little worse for wear. And we're back to mm -hmm. Neb. Neb, who is still in that weird glowy starry form with right, the, yes. the, the blue and the purple and the teals and everything. She's going <laughs> to she's gonna reach back and uh, as for bonus action, she's going to try to shoot this thing again. I rolled a 19 to hit. That'll hit. Yes. Uh, all right. It is going to take a whopping five points of radiant damage Woo! As, <laughs> as her rock comes out like a, an arrow. She is going to scramble on over to Robin mm -hmm. because <laughs> this bird is so big she could probably run to Robin and still not are, be out nope, of its range. Do not do an op attack with that. <laughs> what are we supposed to be doing? There's a there's a baby bird between your What are you doing with the baby bird? 
I, and and it is before Robin answers. Uh, speak with animals is still up because it's not <laughs> concentration. Right. Do I hear anything from Big Bird or Little Bird? <laughs> um, Little Bird is definitely going. Mommy, 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 mommy. If, if birds even know what that is, um, uh, Big Bird is going. Baby, 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 dinner, 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 dinner. Oh, God. Um, this would be adorable if we weren't the dinner. Okay. <laughs> if they didn't have negative like intelligence. <laughs> I'm just hearing it as menomena in my head. Yes. Menomena. Mommy, my mommy. Wrong, wrong puppets. Um, <laughs> since both of them can still understand me, I'll look yes. back to where I've left these plump red berries that I had summoned <laughs> earlier. I'm going to point at them with my very glowy form. I'm going to look at the, the baby first and then the mama and be mm -hmm. like, just take your berry dinner and leave us alone. <laughs> and uh, when she says, leave us alone, I need the big uh -huh. bird uh -huh. to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. Uh, DC 14. 18. Okay. So it's only going to take half. I rolled nine, so it's to four necrotic damage. Mm. Um, and that place where uh, Maeve stuck her her yeah. letter opener that's kind of the really sore spot, it's almost like a little bit of that energy comes out Ooh. and Neb catches it. And I am going to, once again, uh, get some hit points back. <laughs> um... And that's her bonus action. That's her action. Uh, it's probably all of her movement. Okay. She's going to look back at Robin and say, I, I don't know what we're supposed to do now, but I, I will follow you. <laughs> it is your turn, Robin, if you're done, Neb. Yeah, what I am you're done. supposed to be doing is surviving, and yet you're following me. I'm trying to distract. Okay. All right. All right. <laughs> well, you were in the direction I'm supposed to be going, and you know what? I felt like I should stop and help. I'm going to look really bad for doing what I'm about to do, but <laughs> bye, Deb. And Robin's going to use her action to disengage. Okay. And a okay. bonus action to Misty Step. Okay. Uh, just pff, right into just thin air to yes. appear 30 feet towards the uh, the the nest again. You're in mm -hmm. the nest. I'm you can in the nest. Step into the nest with 30 feet. <clears throat> You and see Maeve standing there with a bird flapping its wings in her face <laughs> as you This stand. one likes to tell her, yeah, ack, ack. <laughs> like Mars attacks here. <laughs> who's, who's the, the comic strip who goes, ack? Kathy? Kathy! I think it's ack. Oh, wow. <laughs> Moving on. Your name is Kathy and your name is Polly. Polly wants a cracker. You you say ack, ack. Kathy wants an ack. Um, also, I will say, Robin, if it makes you feel any better, as as Neb is, what should we do? What should we do? When she essentially grabs some health from this bird, she's suddenly looking fine. Okay, it rolled really um, well. Looking fine. Okay, for the Rob moment. For the moment. <laughs> Robin is just going to yell out to Feruza and just be like, "Take care of Neb for me," and I'm going to use my movement. <laughs> To get down the hole. <laughs> I'm gonna look back at Fruza. We can take care of each other, right? <laughs> abandon ship, abandon ship. Abandon, abandon Fruza? What? <laughs> All right. The bird takes off and it says, fix it. 
Robin, as you are climbing down this ladder, you too notice that it's sort of shoddily made when suddenly a foot slips past through a uh, a uh, broken uh, rung here. Please give me a strength saving throw to see if you oh, can grab yourself. Come on, negative one strength. No! It's a, ne- it's a net one for a zero. Oh, Yay! Your foot oh. slips as you begin to slide rung after rung, shoo, 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 coming straight down, falling as fast as you can. You can see the ground rocketing up towards you. I, I'm so I'm going to just reach out my hand as a reaction and gently catch her telekinetically. You hear the crack. Robin, what does your scream sound like as you fall? Oh no! <laughs> a characteristically Robin scream you can hear below, so you are anticipating this. You turn just in time to see her her body move at terminal velocity, practically, uh, towards this ledge as you reach out and slowly deliver her. Well, and while she's while yes. while she's floating, um, Silas is just going to say, "I had the weirdest dream last night." And then he starts rambling on and he's like, you were young. Like, I don't even, I didn't even know you when you were young. You were singing with me. It was, and I, and I just keep like, <laughs> keep just going on and on about it as I'm like floating her down. Robin, you're settled onto the ground. Boy, you'd, you'd be able to do that in one round. Fantastic. Make it to the bottom. Uh, Very efficient. See the glow of the sunlight through the 20 feet of ice sheeting above you and this entryway into the rock, the cavern, with some colorful light glowing from beyond a turn. Um, but I believe, is that all you've got for now? Mm-hmm. All right. That was Robin's turn. We're back to the bird. Um, Take the berries. Take the berries. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Neb, because we do, give me, give me a persuasion. Because they can understand you, give me a persuasion check on that. Sure. I will graciously take it and I'll roll an eight. You'll roll an eight. Great. <laughs> These are this big bird. Berries mean nothing to it. It eats children like you. So. <laughs> mm. <we> <laughs> At the moment, I'm just a weird conglomeration of colorful lights. That's and, true. You're, and... That's true. You don't look particularly appetizing or meaty, do you? Um, I, this is I look like a nebula. Thank you for the reminder, because the bird likes a more substantial meal than that. Um, and when the cloud nebula tells it to eat berries, it's not super convinced. Um, so <laughs> everything else has disappeared. It just walks around you, Neb, and sort of... Oh, it, it moves, does it? It did move. It did move. Yes. What happens? It's going to uh, move. It's going to take some uh, some damage from moving as the, that static electricity Maybe. surrounding it uh, discharges for six points of damage, ah, uh, seven, eight points of damage. Eight points of damage. Because I have my eye on oh. it. You do have your eye on it. Fantastic, all right. Um, it'll take it as it moves around, just to kind of try to like get its baby underneath its feet and its wings in a somewhat protective stance. And again, Neb, you're kind of in the middle of all of this <laughs> um, <laughs> as this is happening. Um, but as it does, it lets out a huge squawk as that you know residual pain of moving from from neb's stab in the back shoots up its spine um as it kind of turns itself around cradling its baby within its space now it has moved out of range from feruza but feruza you're where it's focused it is not going to attack but it's going to look back at you and again just kind of threateningly ah, 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 daring you 
to come closer to it if you value your life. How close is it? How many feet? So um, it is 30 feet from you. It has a 20 foot range. Okay. <laughs> um, but you are within, you know, range if you want to run up to it, but it is not okay. fun. It does so not attack you. Okay, I think we're forgetting here yes. that, you know, Feruza is a bird queen. So this whole attack is everything, even though it's a dinosaur is trying to kill us, there's a part of her that she hears the off and it's like, oh, <laughs> having said that, she's raging, which means that she's six foot four. However, when she rages, she appears larger than she is. So if you're yes. looking at some YouTube, it's six foot four woman. Well, and um, the clouds are like, you know, like close encounters, just like, you know, roiling behind you. <laughs> yes. And Beruza yes. is like, she looks up and she looks up and she sees what the clouds are doing. And there's something that tells her, you, you know, use this. Mm. And she sort of looks up at the sky. And like, again, she's just looking nine feet tall. She looks nine feet tall, even though she's not, she looks like it. And then like, it's almost like she's going to take, pick her axe up like this. And you remember, how she got struck by lady, you know, so she, but she has this feeling and she's just gonna hold it up in front of her. And the lightning from the sky is <gasps> gonna come back and it's gonna hit her axe and her axe is gonna literally change in form to this giant like storm forged axe right as you're looking at it. And she's gonna, <gasps> it's gonna change right in front of your face. It's this big, just storm axe. Yes. And instead of doing something in her like hulking sort of form with this time, she's gonna turn, stare at the mother bird from across the way and look at her eye to eye. I don't want to hurt you. You just want to get out of your way. Eat the berry. And let us go. Intimidation with advantage? <laughs> oh, that's right. Okay, let's see. Let me see what my intimidation is. Is that your intention? <laughs> it's what? Is that what? your intention? Yeah, it's my action. Just okay. She doesn't want to hurt it anymore. Just sure. Like, I just want to make sure that's what you want to do. I'm not, again, I'm yeah. not leading you. Yeah, we don't want to, we don't want to adopt three baby pterodactyls. <laughs> <laughs> well. <laughs> No. <laughs> All right, intimidation with advantage. Okay, and ooh, I get plus three in advantage. Doot, doot, doot. Uh, okay, I'm gonna try again. Okay, because <laughs> you have advantage. Oh, 22. <laughs> <laughs> You're so intimidating, um, Neb quakes and thinks yeah, about going for the berries. <laughs> Neb watches this display that is like, out of some special effects warehouse video game of a queen of the storm um, happen in front of her. And as you say, eat the berry, your intention could not be clearer despite the language barrier between you and this animal. Um, you point and you see the thing, well, let me say that, I should just do see how, how yeah. Um, you see it sort of twitch a little bit. It bends down with its nose, with its beak and nudges 
the baby forward towards the berries on the ground as it then steps towards you. Again, it's stepping over and around you, Neb. So there's just wings and things, you know, you are able to kind of see it coming and avoid it. But yeah, <laughs> there's just like feathers everywhere tickling you as it kind of moves its way back towards the center where you put those berries down. And they both bend over and eat one of the berries each. Bruce, anything else? We'll find out what that means later. Bruce is almost like shocked for a minute. Actually, she said she's like, when when the bird when the bird started stepping for a minute, she was, but then when it bent down, ate the berry, and she looks over at Neb. That was amazing! Come on, come on, come on! Okay, I made it. <laughs> gonna dash toward and be like this and dash toward the the um the opening and okay like like let she's gonna let Ned get in first maybe okay and then like go after her so so the 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 caught the compound move here is Mm -hmm. for you to run like into range, out of range, past these two birds. You might take an op attack for it, we'll see. Um, As you run past, kind of collect Neb on your way and continue moving, bring all kind of going up towards the nest, which is where Maeve is currently. Yeah. Okay. I will allow myself to be collected. Fantastic. um, Fruza, I'd much rather be in your talents than that thing's talents. I don't think Fruza can actually dash, so on this turn she's going to make it to you, but with the compound intention of kind of continuing through. However, you look terrifying and you are storming towards (laughs) these birds. Um, Mama is going to take one snap at you with her beak as she goes, as you go by. Oh, that's pretty good numbers. I'm sorry. That is going to be a 27. To hit you? No, that doesn't hit. It doesn't hit. I got excited for a minute. I gotta hit you with some epic stuff when you're little. Um, okay, that is gonna be 18 piercing damage as 18? you run past. Are you still alive? You still up? But no, you're raging. Because... But you're raging. You take half. You're right. Thank you, Neb. Yeah. Not only that part, mm-hmm. also um, because of what she is. Yes. As soon as it bites her, my thing is whatever. It, the, the bird is able to bite, I guess, but it can't get too deep because of the constitution of her skin when she's raging. It's almost like a stone's endurance. So she gets like 1d12 plus three damage back. From okay, <laughs> amazing. So pecks at you as you go by, not intending to, to, you know, just because you're a threatening thing that runs past, it doesn't follow you. It doesn't, you know, keep your gaze. It goes back towards the the baby and the berries and kind of staying focused on that. So you're able to get by, but it scrapes at you with its beak, getting a little bit of maybe something off your shoulder. Um, but uh, you make it by and get up there next to Neb. All right. Um, anything else, Frieza? I think you're done there, right? Uh, that's all for me. But all I'm right. I'm going to wait for everyone. I mean, that was epic. It was epic. Silas, you're down at the bottom with Robin. Okay. Um, <laughs> so do I have a sense, since I came down it, of how tall the ladder actually is? Um, yeah, it's 70 feet. 
with another five. Seventy drops. feet. Seventy feet. You came seventy feet down. Lord. Um. <laughs> I mean, if I'd have known that beforehand, Silas might not have been doing that. Um. <laughs> all right. So um, you're underneath the glacier. At <laughs> yeah. Um. Okay. So. Um. All right. And I got the sense in my traversal that it was pretty darn rickety after seeing Robin almost curse splat. It's rickety. Yes. You, yeah. you had a, you had a run go out on you. She clearly, you know, fell through and took a spill. Um, it's old. It's yeah. old. It's made of wooden leather in this weather. Okay. Um, I am going to, um, I am going to tie off, uh, with the, the rope that I have, mm-hmm. and I am going to, ascend the ladder taking uh, I'm not particularly in a hurry necessarily mm-hmm. but um, taking care to um, try not to break it any worse than it currently is okay. and also um, really what I'm trying to do is get back up to the top where I can secure uh, you know some kind of rope um, at the top where maybe others do not almost die as well uh, because Silas is uh, pretty convinced at this point this is um, where we need to be. And so, like, I'm going to just keep climbing. And uh, I understand nobody can probably hear him at this point, uh-huh. but he is saying rather loudly as he is uh, trying to climb. Uh, he's saying, All right, everybody, we need to pile in here. This is shard territory. Like, it, this is the kind of horrible place that somebody would keep a mirror shard. And he, he's just saying variations of that over and over gotcha. as he's like climbing up. Okay. So, um, you, you know, you get your hands on that first rung. It's about five feet up, so you can get it, but it's a it's an awkward pull-up as you pull you yourself can still and do use a pull your legs. Up, you know? yeah. yeah, you get there, get your arms in, get your legs hooked. You know, it's not super elegant, but you get yourself up on there uh, and begin to climb Don't up. watch, Miss Robin. And <laughs> <laughs> begin to climb up. And, you know, because you are aware of the ricketiness of it, you, again, try to put your feet on the bracings, places you can. Um, if I give you a double movement, you can get 60 feet up the 70 foot ladder. Um, so you're about 10 I, feet. I'm, from I'm really, ladder. I am really yelling. Like yes. by the time I get up to so like Maeve, the, the 10. Maeve can probably hear you from outside. Um, the, you know, okay. other and, and Robin at the bottom. I think Feruza and Neb are still pretty far away and there's a squawking bird. And so probably not them, but Maeve, you can and, hear and, and he's saying things like, no bird has to die today. And, uh, and and then he's like, uh, you know, um, we probably need to save them where we can be sky riders at some point when they get older. You know, he's just the random stuff the entire time as he's like uh, getting up to the top there. Okay. Uh, great. Um, that, uh, that it for you, Silas. Yes. All right. You're 10 feet from the bottom. Maeve, we're back to you. Up in the nest, you've got two birds kind of pecking at you in the front. And you can hear Silas I'm... screaming. I'm gonna follow screaming Silas, though I don't know why he's telling everyone where we are and summoning anything nearby. Uh, But I'm gonna start. You move over to the ladder, come down. All right, the two little birds remain interested in you and kind of peck at your clothes and things, but they don't make any purchase. But they're they're sort of trying to kind of see what you are. But as you get sink below and you can see Silas, you'll end up meeting about ten feet. Um, below as you see Silas there. Uh, anything else you want to do? Uh, no, I'm, I think I'm just heading down to, I mean, that's what I've got on this turn. Okay. What, what's down here? 
Uh, well, it's like under the iceberg, I think. And uh, do you have any rope? <laughs> and and he, he's it's like super dangerous. So like, let's tie everybody off. Fantastic. Uh, do I have rope? I'm not. I don't think so. I think I'm we looking. were. <laughs> I still have that. I have one length of rope. Okay, I me, buy it. Right. Go for it, Maeve. I I do. Hang on. Uh, and I'm sort of hanging on the ladder yep, with one yep. arm as I'm digging through si my Silas, path. like in a, um, you know, non-sensitive area, like yes. top of the back or something, yes. is like Braces. just holding her and supporting her. Fantastic. <laughs> He's got his arm like wrapped around the other one. It's a flashlight. That's a pen, a notebook, a water bottle. <laughs> there we go. And pull up rope. All right, you have your rope. Anything else, Maeve? In this, I mean, you've used your movement. That's probably sort of your action to get that out. Any? Yeah. Kind of if, if if Silas wants me tying, am I tying it off up here? Or? Yeah. No. Let, let, let's tie it up high, um, where where everybody can use it to to help them come down. Okay. Then I'll tie it off before I start climbing down the ladder. I guess. Okay. Great. Um, I'll allow for that in this time you were kind of up, down, getting it out, finding it to go tie it off at the top. I know there were bits of rope in the in the nest, but nothing was substantial enough. For yes, us to it's a use, lot of, right? and again, very old, just little and there was, pieces. And yeah. And there was nothing else in the nest. I'm sorry. I, I should have said Did this you, you would want to go I, up and do may a thing. May I give it a quick once over before I head down? Pick your head up? Yeah, go ahead. Give me an investigation. Sure. I mean, I'm sure there's a mirror shard just sticking up. Right. <laughs> oh, it's here. We can just lay. No, uh, it's a dirty 20. A dirty 20. Um, you notice things like pieces of like ship sail canvas, like in like parts of um, like old cars. There's like a hubcap in there somewhere <laughs> um, that like this bird has traveled far and wide to collect shiny you know, strong, interesting things to put in its nest, but nothing is jumping out to you as, um, that nothing that's gonna help you descend this ladder, but an interesting, uh, you know, accumulation of stuff. Okay. All right, cool. All right, Sounds tying good. off. Babies, um, our ba ba little baby bird is eating uh, the berry uh, near the two of you. The other two are just looking down at Maeve and Silas, wondering what you guys are up to. Um, Pivum. Vulture Pivum <laughs> is going to fly over to the baby's nest and sit down and look at the babies. He's about the same size as the babies, maybe a little bit bigger. And they're just going to kind of regard each other uh, as creatures. Um, when he does, and, and maybe you stick your head up and kind of take a look at the nest and then go back down as you're tying off the rope, um, he's going to flip back into tiny little garden gnome Pivum and uh, begin his own climb down the ladder, joining you guys on that top 10 feet. Neb, back to you. Fariza, by the time you get up to Neb in this weird, neb literally nebulous form of her, she's probably even a little shorter and you're super tall. So at this point, like she barely probably comes up to your knee. And there's, <laughs> there's a lot of her, like, it's just a very vague form, CC, kind of the bit of what is her head without anything except these swirls of color and she says all right i don't know where we're going but everyone went that way we can Let's come go. out of initiative here so feruza you can act with neb on this okay 
And she, uh, Bruce is going to go, all right. Pivot, she looks over, she sees the vulture and things. So mm-hmm. she realizes that is, is everyone else there? Is everyone in there already? I think I think so. I think so. Okay, Bruce has one I am the mother bird. Do you see where? And she's gonna look down at her leg. It bit. Oh, because with the roll, she was able to go back over. <gasps> Nothing. It, that, that thing bit me. And she's gonna look. She's gonna hold this for a second, and she's gonna hand you her uh, <laughs> her axe. Neb. Like like Thor's hammer, Neb. Yeah, she literally hesitates. Like you see a hand come out, and then she just stops and goes, "Are you sure?" Oh, oh, all right. Okay, sure. Hands. And I will grab it. You grab it. It 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 immediately falls to the ground. <laughs> you you could maybe drag it if you wanted to. Probably not carry it. All right, I've got it for you, Feruza. Because Bruce is like frantically looking because she yeah. felt the puncture. It felt worse than, and then seeing her skin looking fine, she's just really concerned. And she's like, all right, I guess we, we, we should just get down that, that, hold it. I heard Robin screaming. She's there. We're all good. Then let's go. Let's go. Go. Yeah, you need to take your axe back. I'm not going anywhere with this thing. All right, got it. Okay, okay. I'm going to look back at the two birds. Yes. And... Despite everything, Neb is going to wave and say, enjoy the berries. <laughs> I still want to be able to turn into you one day, and then she'll go. The two of you make your way over towards the nest where you just see Pivum disappearing into the hole. You see the two little baby birds, uh, again, kind of look up at you curiously. This is so strange. Um, but you a now storm see... goddess and a bunch of clouds. That's all <laughs> you now see. Me. You're not, you're, don't look you know, delicious at all to them. Uh, you're, you're very undelicious. Um, but you now see this ladder going into a hole in kind of the middle of the nest um, and figure the obvious. Now, the rest of you have secured this rope at the top. Um, Silas, Maeve, and Pivim are all about 10 feet below the opening. Um, you can see them as you get there. We are out of initiative order. Um, okay. If you want to just sort of talk through how you descend. And, and when Alicia comes across the opening mm-hmm. uh, and, and says, whoa, 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 where, where in the hell did that thing come from? Like, put that thing away. If that thing falls, somebody is dying. Uh, okay, let me, let, me, let me try something. Let me try something. But before she can even do anything, she's looking at her axe and she notices that one of the babies is sort of staring at her. Yes. So Bruce is going to not be able to help it. She's going to reach up and like pet it. Oh, okay. It gives a little snap towards you. It misses, but it, you know, the wild bird. (laughs) And as she breathes, as Bruce breathes, you see like, her, the vision of her appearing nine feet tall, she shrinks back to the diminutive six foot four that she is. <laughs> and the axe. A measly six like, foot four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a compact six point. Yeah. Petite and delicate. <laughs> the delicate flower that I remember. You're almost my size now. Jeez. <laughs> Only like Rosa, a that... foot difference. <laughs> Rosa, that was amazing. Also, your axe is really really heavy when it's in doing that, whatever that was. It was almost like the sky spoke to me. And I don't don't know. I mean, you all know my story. The last thing I want to do is be caught out with 
this thing like a lightning rod but for some reason this time it felt like i was supposed to be out there and it wanted to connect with me that's absolutely amazing and i want to hear more and unfortunately, okay. I think now you're going to have to go underground, which is the exact opposite of what you want to do. But I, I think okay. everybody yeah. else wait, is down wait, there. Wait, 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 Giant ah! axe? Giant axe? It's it, not giant it, anymore. Yeah, but th that was your little axe changed into giant axe? It's like all of me. It was. I so you're like thunder, thunder, thundercats. Ho! I mean, is that how it happened? <laughs> no, she she threatened the birds to eat the berries, and then and then suddenly there was everything. And, well, that's and then, nowhere near as catchy, but we'll take it. Hey, we need to get like, yeah, you down begin here. To hear the okay. flapping of wings as the mama bird takes off. Um, and as you look around, you see her making the large arc with the other little baby bird clasped in a talon. As it comes back your way, spotting you squatting in her nest. Okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, Nev is going to try to scramble on down first because she's still in this form. And mm -hmm. when she is, she sheds bright light in a 10 foot radius and Ooh. dim light, additional 10 feet. So, fantastic. Who needs I'm, a lantern I'm, when you have a nebula? I'm, I'm glowing with anticipation. It's great. I thought also I could help. So, she's going to climb, she's going to go before Feruza to help. Light gotcha. The way. So as you're climbing down and Silas and Maeve and Pivum are kind of, you know, leading the way with this rope now, um, whenever something, a wrong breaks or anything like that, you have this extra handhold and you are therefore safe as you're going down. They've also somewhat warned you that this is, you know, these things and you can see for yourself how rickety this ladder is and you're able to kind of make your way slowly down until you reach the bottom of this ladder. Um, again, it is a little five foot drop as you let go and stand on this ledge in this sort of very gray, dim light. Uh, you're getting more light off a neb than you are through that ice sheet. But all of you can now see this hole into the side of the rock and colorful light, almost like a kaleidoscope, except not as varied, um, sort of glowing from around the corner in this cave. Oh, wow, this is beautiful. It is. Oh. What is that? I've never quite seen anything like that. And... Hmm. I mean, it's definitely kind of where light... the mirror shard is. Is this the same kind of light we saw in the... when we saw the weird vision of everything? Yeah. I'll say that. It has that kind of ethereal glowy quality it doesn't feel wholly natural all right let's think to ourselves you guys what would be down a ladder into a bird's nest into a cave a mirror Anything? shard, a mirror shard. um but i mean it is a very good point because it certainly looks like this is uh you know artificial it wasn't you know like I don't know. The bird didn't build that ladder. So somebody had to have a purpose to come down here. So if, I'm just saying if, and I don't know if we will ever determine this, but if whoever hid all these shards around, if this was their doing, that they literally just built a ladder 
down into the middle of an iceberg in That's order to torment us, then this is like a, a real new low for this place. <laughs> I mean, this is also kind of beautiful. So I'm not, I'm not, I don't know if I'm going to say it's worth it after what almost happened upstairs, but all right. When are we going to go down the, the colorful tunnel? I want to go down the colorful tunnel while Let's I'm still it. all glowy and everything. Si Silas is going to float uh, using the uh, invisible force float. Uh, he's going to, uh, you know, pull out the ring, touch it. Mm -hmm. It's going to light up. He's going to mm -hmm. float it ahead about, you know, I, I don't know how big this area is, but he can go about 60 yeah. feet. So. Yeah. So really only 10 feet ahead of you is sort of what you need. Um, as you make your way down this cavern, it's, you know, only about five feet wide, maybe five, six feet tall. Um, and everything around it, there's, there's, you know, um, a film of ice and sort of ice crystals on every surface. Everything kind of glistens and glows with the light coming from beyond, with the green from your ring, from nebulas, from Neb's light. Is everything's kind of refracting. It really does have a kaleidoscopic effect. Um, and as you walk, you notice that you can see your own reflections kind of in these crossed uh, crystals and it fragments your face and everything as you're walking around distorting the image of yourselves. Um, as you come around a couple of more curves, not very far down here, maybe just walking into this, this cavern about 20 feet around a couple of curves, um, it opens up into a round chamber in which you see five openings carved into the rock. Each of them glows with a different colored mist. And there are small etchings above each of these doorways. Oh, do the I I can't remember before. Did we have different colored mist in the other ice cave that we were in? in when mine? you saw visions of yourselves, yes, there were some colorful lights and glowing and things like that that surrounded each of you. Okay. Um, uh, can we see what the etchings say? Sure. Uh, let's see. The, the five doors, you see one is glowing uh, a gray, a, a very white gray sort of dim light. Another glows blue, orange, red, and yellow. What would you like to say? light, blue, orange, red, uh, and yellow? Yeah, white, orange. blue, orange, red, yellow. Hmm. And what's the, the carvings over the door? Are yeah, they... Which one do you want to look at first? Uh, I'll... I'll start with whatever is the closest on my left. On your left would be the gray, the whitish gray mist. So as you go over, you see etched into the stone above this glowing mist of a doorway, um, a tall figure has been carved into the stone. It is holding a very large axe and images of swirling wind encircle its body. Neb immediately turns around and even though you can't see the expression on her face because she's just like a mass of of purple. She clearly looks at Fruz and said, this, this is yours. This is clearly your door. All right, like, which we... one? What, I, I'm now I'm excited to see all of ours. And so Neb will point for Fruza and then immediately go to the next door. And we'll next door is blue. As you look at the figure above this one, it has the body of a wolf, a head of a human that's looking up at the stars. All right. That, yep, that's, I mean, that could be me or uh, Piva. Maybe this is our door. Maybe we've got... I don't know. It might be both of ours. Pivum <laughs> makes six, so you know, like I don't I don't know if Pivum is is in this party. 
I know. I mean, that. he's in the party, but not in this party. Well, Thanks, I, man. There's only five. So it's only five doorways. So so he can come in my doorway. Like, you know, that's have you seen that movie Fly Man that you don't sometimes you, you don't want to go in and did the fly you might could you, never mind. I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> What's above the orange door? All right, next door is the orange door. There's a figure waving their arms as objects fly around them. Silas. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> These are good etchings. I'm very impressed. All right, red door. Red so door so real quick, yes. these are etched into the stone. Carved into the ice and stone. Above Does it look fresh? Uh, no, I'm going to give you it looks very old. Okay. The ice is even sort of, you know, gone over it, sheeting over it. Um, but yes, they are. They're etched into the stone. It looks weathered. Um, the red door is next. As you go look at the red door, a figure with a thin blade and a shadow walking behind them. I don't know what's going on with that part of it, but Maeve, that looks like your letter opener. <laughs> this is... That's Are we strange? Uh, and, and the last one, the yellow door, a hunched figure has their fingers crackling with energy. <laughs> well, Robin, I mean, also process of elimination, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> yours as well. Yeah. Pivum, tiny little Pivum stands in the center looking from door to door and at each of you, uh, stunned goes oh this is very odd yeah sorry you don't have <laughs> a door me, crash tell me Pivum, is does this mean something to you are you is this a does this tie to a story you know or uh he looks totally bewildered he just looks at you and says someone's been expecting you i'd say <laughs> for a long time <laughs> Yeah. Oh, but how did they? That's never a good thing. Yeah. However, they knew at the bottom of the mine when we had that same misty thing happen. I mean, that that's not an answer to your question about how they knew, but we Are you be saying right? that we're not in control of our own fate? Like this was already a predetermined future for us? That's a very well, nice That's the way it's going to be. And I head toward the blue door. <laughs> toward the blue door? Fantastic. Uh, what do you want to do when you get there? Um, I'll reach out to touch it. Um, you reach out and touch it, and it's solid. This mist is like a sheet of glass or ice as you put your hand on it. Even it's quite cold to the touch. Hmm. Maybe if we all touch ours together. Yeah. Okay. Or, okay. I'm wondering, Maeve, I mean, that one's yours, right? What's wrong, Maeve? You look... You want to be the, the victim of fate. You don't want to have control over your own life. I, I, hey, listen, listen. Like, people can act like they're in control of fate and all that, you know? And, I mean, there's magic in this world. I used to play games all the time. Then why do uh, anything? Well, well no, what, what, what I'm saying is if magic just... is real, if magic is real, then people probably have a limited ability to look into the future. But it's like Minority Report. 
as soon as like you do something in the present, it changes whatever that prognosis was. But this seems to be done from the past. I mean, it, it could have been, or, you know, like they could have just, uh, you know, used some kind of magic to make it look really old and they did it right before we came in here. Oh, <gasps> or maybe it didn't even assume that all of us would survive that gatekeeper up there. And maybe because we survived all four doors, five doors, sorry. Yeah, I mean, cosplayers all the time weather things to make them look <laughs> like they're really old, but they're like super brand new. So I, I'm just saying, like, this doesn't mean that somebody controls our destiny. It just might mean that in a world of magic, somebody can glimpse. It certainly seems like anyone controlling our destiny isn't paying attention right now. So, <laughs> Are you saying destiny. there could be one person? All the DM is away. Run, yeah. run! <laughs> No. Everybody, one, pick the doors down. Is there a person that's just like one stop ahead of us and like running to etch things into the walls? As I mean, it could be. I mean, this this honestly could just be some elaborate. Like, I mean, it could be like a show that somebody's watching or something. It could just be a game that we're all playing. For all we know, I have an axe. If this is a game, someone's going to need it at the end of this. When I was in college, That's <laughs> I, yeah, that is, I took a course that was, it was an English course, just one of the, the electives I had to take. Mm -hmm. And the teacher had planned out a whole curriculum in where we read through like five different books in a row that all tied into each other in different ways. And we read from one to the other, to the other, to the other, and came up with all sorts of ideas of how they would fit and how they would work and why one informed the other. It was a really, it was kind of a cool class, even though I was kind of forced to take it. But mm -hmm. just because someone has something planned, it doesn't mean that's fate necessarily. That just means somebody has a plan and we're, we can decide to follow it. Or I, I could walk out of the class and go find another class, or I could not read the book, but I, I wanna read the rest of the book. I wanna see what's gonna happen when we go through these doors, but I don't, I don't think, I, just I mean, if, if you're anything gonna- else in here around. Like when we go, if we can figure out how to go through the doors, are we like just gonna split up again? Like are we gonna do like our calling card or does seem like it's a trap? Well, or maybe one of us can open a door and then everybody else can follow. Don't it might be just someone has to lead the way. I feel like we're the storyteller's gonna be pretty mad. We're, about we're making that. some projections here. We're assuming these are related to us. They could be related to to the the rulers. They could Maeve. be related. Maybe. Silas. Seriously. I mean, look at this. Floating things with his mind right here. Wolf with a human head. I mean, come on. Like, this is this is this is definitely us. Just like our initials. By the way, if everyone remembers this, like my my last name is Sorel. Yeah. And when we went down into the thing, like my initials were not SJ for Jordan. It was SS, like somebody, and again, hey, I'm with you. Like, it might not be a magic person, but somebody knows a whole lot about us. And, like, they are 
playing some kind of game with us. Okay, if we're going to follow that particular line of logic, Silas, what if this was some sort of effed up part of the trip? No? You're talking about from the train company? That's what I'm saying. Like, with, Or is that reaching, reaching? I think we are way past, like, oh, this was just a trip on a train somewhere. I bet you... <laughs> If we had not gone through door the the room on the train, yeah. that bird wouldn't be here. This cavern wouldn't be here. The whole bit under the mine wouldn't be wouldn't be there. The invisible creature that chased your moose around your moose all I bet you none of that would be here. The same way when we were on the train after we went through the door, everybody who was from where we were was not really there anymore we're in a we're in a different place right you know i I, I don't want to like belabor this but does do any of you like ever think when we were like way closer to the train station why didn't we go back to the train station because like at, at the start i guess it was closer to get to the mine than back to the train station. And we decided to go in that direction because we thought at the time there would be people there. And then five seconds after we left the train, magic stuff started to happen. And so we kept going, but that was kind of the initial, at least that's what I remember is that's how we know that the people who were on the train were really, really scared of what happened because they turned around and went back towards the right. the station, even though that was a much yeah. longer trek. Yeah, I don't know if it's because I watch too many movies or what, but it's like, I, you know, sometimes it's like I feel like, you know, somebody's just like watching my life. Yeah. And then they like have comments and questions about it. And it's called maybe, the Truman Show delusion. Yeah, maybe it's a delusion. Or but man, people just always got something to say. Or it's a door. But okay, let's. Okay, so Maeve tried your door, Mad, and just felt I'm I'm still not convinced that they're our doors are, are is it possible that these are these are if if there can only be one scribe and that passes from person to person could there yeah. not be something that these are archetypes that these are our figures that that have to be or that have been in the past it, does, it's not necessarily us for us worse though like make it, us it, it make us feel worse though because that just means we're like you know regular like a whole lot of other people are just like exactly as we are like i would almost rather somebody like control our destiny than for our destiny to just be like a carbon copy of somebody else's i i think it's somewhere in between maybe you might be right that it's not us specifically but archetypes you know these powers the, the scribe thing where it jumps from person to person and part of the magic manifested our initials part of the magic manifested all of this, I still think this is Julian you who's do? making sure that whoever is putting the mirror back together is powerful enough and dedicated enough to go through with it because once Ivy gets out of that mirror, yeah, things are going to happen 
and we're going to need to be prepared for for a lot including the big big bull so that's i don't know if this is fate as much as this is a this is a directed path and hopefully we get to the end of it and prove that we know what we're doing yeah well, uh, i mean i'm not climbing this. out here without going through this door just to be clear like, I mean, that's what I'm doing, so. Looking around the room, is there anything else besides the doors before we start messing with them too much? You can go ahead and give me an investigation check. Good question. Sure. I would love to help with that. Absolutely. Please. I, I will. What is your intelligence modifier? Uh, my intelligence modifier is a plus three. And okay. I, the way I'm going to help is I, I have the, the form I'm in for 10 minutes. Okay. So I'll just kind of move around and light up wherever. <laughs> Shed maybe. light. Yes, yeah. you got it. Where do you, where do you need So me? am I adding anything besides the the plus? Plus three in your own investigation. Plus three I mean, plus can we dogpile this? Because like, I will certainly look around. <laughs> um sure let's say if you all want to look together how are you helping silas i am um uh, i am shadowing mave uh -huh. and uh pointing out very obvious things and the irritation <laughs> that she draws from that sharpens her focus <laughs> okay <laughs> fantastic uh what is your uh charisma your your basic charisma modifier uh, plus four all right plus four plus three that's plus seven Plus your own investigation. 26. 26. All right. Uh, Silas is going to irritate you into focus <laughs> while Nev guides the light into the right direction and you use your own wits. He just starts talking to me and I move away further. <laughs> <laughs> but I moved you right where you needed to be. Oh. <laughs> right where I needed. Thank you for that. <laughs> now that's fate. <laughs> Um, yeah, we'll say, you know, it's like, it's like a white noise machine, right? So as he's speaking, the kind of drone of it, you know, allows you to kind of get your own maybe distracting thoughts out of your mind and really sharpen your focus in on what you're really looking for. Um, there is, there are no items, nothing else adorns the walls of this, um, cavern here. Um, what you do notice is that the ice along the walls, where it is thickest, um, really is giving you these mirror reflections of yourself. And as you look at them, you know, the jagged, you know, spices, you, you can feel there is something, there is something more to these reflections than just natural. Um, you know, as it, you know, as a, a, a fissure in the ice crosses your face and, and, you know, splices you in, in two directions, you know, the top of your half moving down and the lower half moving up, it isn't quite refracting light the way that you're used to that working. Is it a specific pattern in which it's refracting differently or is it? that there's something about the reflection that's different? It looks like you. It's just that when you've looked into cracked ice and seen your own reflection before, it doesn't yeah. splice you like this. This is, it's its almost like it's quite literally, or not literally, it is, it is, it is, it is splicing your face in a strange way, in, in a way that ice- Is there a, something a, a different about the two spliced parts? 
They both look just like thick ice to you. There's just a crack in them that should just distort you a little bit, but instead it's like it's shifted your image mm -hmm. by a couple of inches. And this is the ice that's like surrounding the doors? All, all along the walls, kind of everywhere Maeve looks, um, every reflection that she gets and that, you know, as you start to look at your friends and their reflections as well, the same thing is happening. It's this like really intense splice and distortion in the way that they look in their reflection. Anyone notice that we're not reflecting our, the way things normally reflect? I don't have good words for it. It's just... It's yeah, I mean, it's kind of like just this entire place, right? Like the veil feels like that to me. Like everything's similar or familiar, but then something's just not quite right about it. But Maeve, I see what you mean about, I don't know how to describe it either, but yeah, it's like, it's Silas to use one of your video game terms. It's, it's like something's gone wrong with the, the way things are being rendered and it's being rendered in a weird way. Neb wants like to reach up. Neb wants to reach up with her hand and put her hand on a block, a bit of the ice. Okay. Um, what are you feeling for? I mean, anything. I think she's also, she's feeling to see what happens, but also is kind of looking to see as her hand gets closer, mm -hmm. does the reflection actually coalesce in a way that makes sense or does something else happen? Fantastic. Um, you don't actually get, the reflection is very blurry and unformed the farther away you are from the ice. As you get closer, it gets sharper. And you would expect, again, now that Maeve's kind of clued you into this, you would expect that the closer you get to the, 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 the splice in the ice would actually bring the two halves on either side closer, that, that the reflection bec would become truer the closer you get. But you're seeing that it's the opposite. As you get closer and actually as you place your hand on the ice where it should be as close as it could, it's the furthest. You can see one half of your hand on one side and the other half on the other, um, as if pushing closer actually pulled the two pieces apart. That's wild. What can this mean? I don't know, but I wonder if we could take some of this ice with us. I wonder if once we take it off the wall, if it'll still be magic like this. <laughs> um, is Neb about to Snap do that? Snap a lighter. <laughs> Neb does look like she's pondering that idea. It's very okay. cold. Um, it's it's quite dry too as you touch it. You know, even the warmth of your hand doesn't seem to melt it or you know, change its face or feature at all. It, it, it seems to resist your human warmth. What? Is it even ice? Well, let's see. And I'll pull my hand back. Yes. And I'll make a fist oh. and it will, this is gonna be real weird. She's still in her weird purple yeah. blue form, but all of a sudden you see what should be fire coming off of her fist as she's activated her flaming fist. Mm -hmm. But I want to imagine in this form, it's like, you know, when you put uh, colored logs in the fire. Yeah. And so the flames look weird because yeah. they're not the right color. And you get some of those 
dark, dark colors, like the yeah. real dark purples and yeah. almost black. It it also mimics a lot of the green and purple that you saw in the Aurora Borealis up above. Yeah. It has that kind of almost neon, otherworldly light to it. And she'll put her hand back on the ice and see what happens. It does not melt. The fire, the flame, almost seems to be sort of repelled by it. The flame, as you bring it closer, it's almost like the flame flickers backwards towards you. It doesn't want to touch. As you bring it closer, it keeps kind of, maybe like as if there was a draft or something along the, the face of the ice. And does the fire reflect? Yes, the fire reflects. Well? But the same distortion is happening with the fire. I mean, I think we should need to do this simultaneously, like all put our tongues on it at the same time. Or... <laughs> I mean, are you joining me in the door licking Silas? Is that did the, none that's of how you we've made watch it? a Christmas story? Is that what happened when I left? Or did we discuss so licking the door? Times. Yeah, so many times I watch Christmas story. Um, yeah, so like, yeah, maybe we need to all touch it um, at the same time. Like, do we at least just want to try that to eliminate it? Robin is not paying attention okay. to anything going on. Okay. She's staring up at this etching. And she, you can see her. She's kind of like trying to emulate this etching. <laughs> yes. And she's kind of standing really tall. And she goes, I, I'm not that hunched. You guys, who would do that? That's, that's, I'm, and she's like starting to feel it. She does notice that there's like a hunch in her back. She's oh, no. Hostage. I don't know what's going I just, I really am getting old. I'm sorry. What were you guys talking about? Miss <laughs> uh, Robin, did you, first of all, did you just say egads? I suppose <laughs> I did. Gee, Willikers. <laughs> Mad respect. Um, and uh, yeah, like I, we were just talking about maybe, or let me rephrase. I was talking about because I'm starting to get, uh, very antsy because we're in a really mysterious yet I believe supposedly epic place and we're uh, you know kind of uh, not not doing anything now and so I'm getting nervous and I'm talking a lot and you know all, all these things but but I was basically saying that you know we can try to touch it all at the same time um, and and at least see if you know that is not what needs to happen here are you talking about touching the ice the walls doors, or the mist in the doors? The mist in the doors. Gotcha. You know, Silas, I once worked as a baker in France making bread and pastries. I had to be up in France. You lived in France. I did. I, I want to be married to Robin so bad. <laughs> We want to be married to her. We want to be her. Yes, we want to be related to her. Yeah. Uh, I want to have your babies and buy <laughs> twin cemetery plots and <laughs> girl together. All of the things. What I'm getting at is I had to be up at 4 a.m. to be ready with the fresh baked goods. Because yeah, you sucks. know why? Why? Well, you can't rush a good piece of baked bread. You know, this is not bread, Miss Robin. It could be. This is us being stuck yeah. down in the middle, like in the middle of an iceberg, in the middle of some magical fairy tale land that we stumbled through a wardrobe to get to. 
it's all I'm saying is it seems a little too easy, and we should be very cautious about what we're going into. It's not that easy. We can't get the door open. Well, actually, before we all touch a door, and yeah. Neb is going to walk up to the blue door and just okay. go to touch it. As you touch it, where Maeve had felt a sheet of ice, your hand moves through into the mist. Ooh. It is very cold. Oh. As you pull your hand out, it is, it's like you plunged it into ice, icy mist, ice water. As you pull it back, it's shivering a little, quaking. <sighs> All right, I've been through this once. I can do it again. But, oh, it's real cold in there, everybody. I don't know. I don't know how we can prepare. So Silas walks over and touches his door. Yeah. He, he cannot handle it anymore. Uh, the orange door, you place your hand through. Same thing. It's like instant sort of freezing cold. It's bearable. You're not taking damage from it, but it is very cold. And as you pull back, you can see the kind of ice crystals that have formed along your skin. And you can sort of shake the frost off of your skin. I, I take my pocket watch um, out and I am going to telekinetically float it through the door if it allows it. <laughs> you guys try so many things that test my Dungeons and Dragons abilities. Um, I, it does. And you're awesome every single time. It does fly through. You feel a little bit of a like your grip, your telepathic grip on it weaken as it passes into the mist you can still see it as it goes about two inches through you can still see it a little bit through the mist but you feel like if you went much further you might lose okay i pull it i pull it back you pull it back like, out i'm like i like grab it is it cold it is freezing cold and not only that it's it's crystallized along the the um the glass front which has cracked a little bit the crystal of it it is it is uh, like it's been flash frozen i'm sorry pops um, and he put, puts it back in his pocket, like okay. whenever he, like he's, he's just going to like float it until it seems like it's like maybe a little warmer. It starts or to warm up a little yeah. bit with this, this item does, unlike the walls does respond to your touch. You can kind of get it to start to warm up a bit in your pockets. What does the reflection of the doors look like in the ice? Same sort of refracted feeling what it really is doing because the doors are farther away and you're not getting a real sharp reflection it's bouncing that light making this kaleidoscope interior of okay. color and glowing around you it is it's really quite beautiful but but it is it's like you're in a kaleidoscope where these color bounces around on all the different angles of crystal robin would like to go up to this ice mm -hmm. place a hand on it mm -hmm and cast mending. Mm. Interesting. <laughs> as you as you <laughs> cast mending on one of these cracks in the ice, it is going to fix the crack in the ice. Um, however, the distortion remains. So you fix the crack. There is now no longer a seam, but this jagged, 
you know, sort of splicing of the reflection of your hand is still happening. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, okay. Hey, well, hey, go ahead, Frozen. I was gonna say like, okay, that's, if Frozen's gonna walk up mm -hmm. to wherever the nearest slab of ice is, yeah. and does she look exactly the same in either one or does one look slightly different? <laughs> you can give me a perception check. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Mm -hmm. I'm using my phone for this, so forgive me. Okay. The pain in the butt. Okay, I got a plus two, which is good. Oh, 22! I have a natural 22! 20. Natural 20! <laughs> All right. Um, you look at the reflection. There is nothing different about the actual image of one or the other. Um, but I'll say your eyes in the kind of, again, if you're being spliced across the side of your face, your eyes are on the one upper image and your, your lower jaws on the lower one. You would say, as you look, it's almost like your, the reflection of your lips have a little twinkle of a smile to them. And the reflection of your eyes is a little bit tinged with something darker. You are the opposite of smizing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there's like a, a little bit of like sinister. And a little sinister and then a little, a little, a little glee. And as you kind of, and it's so subtle that as you sort of, you sort of wonder like, am I, am I making that face? It's very, very subtle in the reflection, but it, it sort of, sort of hits you that the eyes don't match the mouth in the same way that they literally don't match across this scene. She's gonna instinctively just like reach toward and she's gonna turn to the group and say, you guys, I just noticed something. Why? In the duality of my reflection, there's a difference. How so? I don't know, like if you, if I'm looking at it now and I swear one half of me is, I don't know, um, I wouldn't say happy, but almost like hiding a little secret and the other half you of don't, me is. <laughs> you don't think that this is the same material as those what? shards? You mean like the mirror shards? No, the other Which ones. One? The, the one that came out of your... The monster. Oh, oh, the one that made me go Toby. Yeah. <laughs> if I wander on next to Feruza where she's mm -hmm. pointing, do I notice the same duality? Or she, to me, does it look different? You, you, she points it out to you. Um, I mean, you can, you can give me a perception check. Uh, I would love for you to do that. Uh, plus six, please. It's very subtle. You, you, you know, Feruza has been looking at her own face for her whole life <laughs> and knows these little, I mean, for you, as you look at her face and then you look at those two, it like, maybe, but again, if it was your face, maybe you'd be able to tell, but it's a very, it's very subtle if it's there at all. Silas is going to study his reflection. All right, Silas. 
perception. You can make the perception check. It is plus two. Um, absolutely. There is a hooded kind of ferocity to your eyes. Subtle, but it's there. And a little half smile to your lips. Well, that's pretty normal. <laughs> but, 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 but we're, we're saying like different smirk. It, it feel yeah it, they, again the 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 expressions don't seem to match each other but again it is it is slight you too feel a weird instinct to kind of be like am i making that weird face am i just or am i just seeing it okay so listen it's definitely still a handsome devil but there is absolutely something different with mine as well. And so this is definitely turning into really creepy territory. I'm not necessarily convinced that we should go through the doors again. Um, and maybe there is a puppet master just holding our strings right now and forcing us into weird places. I think it's a metaphor. Yeah, you know, you have a dark side and a light side and maybe we have to choose between the two or find common ground. I'm not sure. In the few minutes I have left in this weird form that I've taken on, because I have, <laughs> there's no expression. There's no, it's just a, a, a yes, massive neb. She's going to so get funny. real close and she's going to try to look to see, does the two halves of her starry form different? Perception check. You want me to roll it? Yes, please. Plus six. Plus six. Um, <laughs> yes, the, the, the upper half of Neb's reflection in this nebulous it's almost like the orbiting quality of the 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 night sky of it is is more frantic a little more uh um sinister whereas the lower half seems gentle and slow and natural and paced you know whatever sort of swirling planetary movement there is within it you are getting again a sense of they're not matching energetically emotionally uh they don't seem to be the same face even though they look as though they are all right if you if you all think this is fate i'm gonna go stab it in the eye and i start <laughs> heading to my door as you walk towards the red door anyone yeah steps through yeah. uh I, I don't really know what what is I don't want to ask this. Can I ask what Maze is? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> she's stepping Maeve through is wearing the door. A, is that she said saying? she's walking to attempt to step through the door. Okay. I'm just letting you know okay. you've got five seconds before she does it. If there's anything, yeah, Robin will line up and at her door. All right, Maeve, you step through. You feel this intense cold. For they see you for about two inches beyond, and then you are lost to the mist. We will come back to you. She's gone. Neb, I, I am. I am going to tr attempt to detect her thoughts, since I know. Since I know where she is, yes. Neb is going to try to follow her. Re reach out and try to uh, see if I can uh, tap into her mind. You get the same feeling you got when you tried to read Ivy's thoughts. Okay, that's what I wanted. She to know. is not here. I, so so listen before anybody goes in there i just want to be clear like like she, 
She. This Ken is the wasn't same gonna thing. Have an existential crisis this episode. When, when I tried uh, to to read Ivy's mind through the mirror, I'm feeling something similar here. Like I cannot, I cannot touch Maeve's mind right now. Do you think this is a point of no return? I have no idea. I we just still have everybody... another stop or two on the train. I just wanted everyone to have that information, and Silas is going to take off sprinting into the door after Maeve. What? You're going through Maeve's you door? run towards yeah. Maeve's door. Yep. Bang! You hit a sheet of ice that stops you from, from entering behind her on that red mist. It is like oh. it is sealed solid. <laughs> All right. I think that answers that. Fate, fate wants to split the party. My worry is that we go through our doors and we don't meet up on whatever other side it is. I mean, we didn't we didn't know each other before this. We've only known each other for like nine days, ten days, twelve days. I don't know what we're at now, but I could tell. I mean, you, not but... that I don't like you all. I'm just saying that, like, you know, people come and go from our lives. Okay, so here's the quick question: Do we all wait for Maeve to maybe come back out, or do we all go into our doors? I don't I, think I that's think... a good plan. Which I'm one? Going. I, I'm go. I'm going into my door. Silas, yeah, we have to go find a scene. Walks towards the orange door. Silas. Yes. If I don't see you again, live long and prosper. <laughs> yes, yes. I knew you were a Trekkie. I knew it. And then Silas just walks backwards like Homer disappearing <laughs> into the vamps through the into the mist. Disappearing instantly. Neb is gonna scramble on over to wherever Pivim has been this whole time. Yes. As she does, <laughs> as she does that, her form finally drops. I'm assuming yes. it's been more than ten minutes, and once again, it, it just kind of drains out of her as she gets up to Pivim and says, I, uh, "Do you want to try to come with me? Do you want to stay here? What do you want to do? I don't, I don't want to leave you, but I think we're all leaving each other." Pivim <laughs> looks at all of you, looks at those doors. He walks up to the blue door, holds up a tiny little fist, and knocks on the solid <gasps> sheet of ice of the blue door and turns back to you and says, I don't think this one is for me. Oh, pivot. What's my mind? He walks over towards the gray door, puts his hand out, and meets resistance. Bivin, we don't want to lose you. We just met you. Well, I'll stay here. Maybe go to the train. See if you return. Keep things safe for you. Please do. But be real careful about the bird and the other birds and all of that. No problem. I can still be another creature. I'll slip right past them. Be I think safe. All... Take care of yourselves. If I don't see you again. Hey, Pivim, as, as Maeve would say, don't die. Also, I think we're all going to see each other again because it feels a little weird for us to go through all of this together and then have this moment and then we never see each other again. And with that, Neb will step through her door. I'm sure you're right. And Neb, you fall through the blue door and disappear. Robin and Feruza. Um, 
prisons. Am I in, am I in an empty room right now? We are there is with Robin. Robin, oh, with Robin, Robin is still there. Pivim is still there. Okay. You're you know hunched over because it's only about six feet tall. This space. She's oh. a duck a little bit. Yeah, you bumped your head a couple of times. All right, Miss Robin, are you ready? Ready to do this? I. I don't know. I. I don't want to lose you guys. Honestly, I don't. Pivim looks, Pivim looks up to both of you and says, You are children of Erte. If you can't solve this and save the world, I don't know who can. So glad Maeve wasn't here to there, there to hear that. <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> Maeve's voice comes through the like <laughs> just a no, <laughs> stamping her feet. <laughs> I don't want to go on an adventure alone. So in my heart, I'll believe we'll find each other on the other side. We will. Miss Astronaut, Scuba Instructor, Baker. <laughs> Motivational speaker. <laughs> and she's going to do this thing and she's going to go like this. <laughs> and she's going to push her way, nodding at Robin and go through the door. As you both, you are at the opposite ends of this range of doors. You can look at each other as you both step into the mist and disappear, leaving Pivum alone in this antechamber. And with that, we will say goodnight on our 45th chapter of Children of Erte. Thank you all so much for being here tonight. Players, Josh, everyone at home, this is a pleasure. We will see you next week. Good night. <laughs>